Now, before we go, I want to make sure that I'm pronouncing your last name correctly. Is it oh. Francois or Francoise? Oh, Francois. Francois. Yes, thanks for asking. Of course, of course. There's been some embarrassing pronunciations of that. <laughs> Look. At one point, you just give up. You're just like, Whatever I'll you correct want. it for you or just don't say it. <laughs> I get you. I have a very long first name that a lot of people don't I know. I know. How do you pronounce it? Oluwa Tumininu. Oluwa Tumininu. Oluwa Tumininu. 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 Yeah. Ah, so where's that from? Nigeria. That's a long name. It is. That's what why. What does it mean? It means the Lord comforts me. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, I was a comfort to my to my parents around the time of birth. So then, that's how they named me. So. Welcome to the Texture Lounge, episode number three, with your host, me. It's to me. Okay, so today I am sitting with the lovely Vernon Francois. He is an award-winning texture specialist from Huddersfield, right? In the north of England, for those of you who do not know. I know, I saw that. That's like northern. Are you going to make my northern accent come out? What? But yes, I, I, am an, I am a northern bred. Uh, <laughs> but I went, came down to London when I was like 14. 13, okay. 14. Okay. So yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm northern. There you go, northern. And to add to that, he really is bringing texture to the very forefront of global of the global hairdressing stage. So this is really something to, to shout about. And on top of that, he's recently launched his very own named texture hair care and styling brand that is available at Sephora, right? It's available at Sephora, it's available on Net-a-Porte, it's available on VernonFrancois.com awesome. at the moment. At the moment, probably by the time this goes up, there'll be more outlets, maybe potentially. He can't tell me. He's just uh, shaking. <laughs> He's just twirling his seat right now. The future's bright. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So, Vernon. Oh, we're also in Sephora, Canada, as well. Oh, okay, good. Yes, that's that's very important to know because if there are some texture lounge followers in Canada, yes. they're going to hey. want to know. Hey, there you go. <laughs> So give us your elevator pitch and describe what you do in one one sentence, Vernon. I know, I saw that. One sentence. Um, my life's mission is to empower a generation of consumers with textured hair, to give them the tools, the practices, and the confidence to know that their texture is truly beautiful. I love that. Thank you. It reaches me. And if we t- just go back in time, when you were a child, what was your? Can you remember what your dream job was? No, I never. Um, I never had a dream for a job. Um, I just knew that I could be better than where I was, and I'd always imagine what if. Okay. That was it. I remember. You know, we we come from very humble beginnings. Um, I remember sitting. Oh my god, I've never really spoken about this. I remember sitting um, on bonfire night at my window because we didn't go out as young children. My parents were very disciplined with with us. Uh, I remember just sitting at my window, looking at the fireworks, seeing all the neighbors and people walking out and going. If I had the ability to be a firework where would I be shooting and what would my firework look like? That's that's the earliest memory. I've never spoken about that. It's wow. so weird. Uh, what would that look like? Yeah. Um, how would the sparkles be? How loud would it be? How vibrant would the colour be? Um, who would like the match to set the firework off? Uh, 
that's the earliest memory I have of sort of aspiring to be something or be somewhere. You're super creative. Just from that answer in itself, and I think that that, again, like I said to you before we started recording, I, I haven't spent nearly, you know, a tiny bit of time with you ever. But from just what I have, what I know about you and what I've seen about you on social, a firework is a pretty good way to describe yourself. I know. I'm just sitting Your here going, like, why have I kept that a secret for so long? I, it's something maybe. personal. Well, in the last couple of months, I've uh, there's been something that I've been able to get off my chest, something personal, uh, which has really almost opened the doors to my insecurity um, and is really allowing me to speak my truth in a way that I didn't realise I could. Great. Well, thank you for sharing yeah. that with me. You're welcome. All right, so back to textured hair. We know that it's, it's, it's what you love, it's what you do, it's what you breathe. What is it specifically about textured hair that lights your fire? The versatility. Yeah. It's simple. It's not anything difficult. We spend way too much time trying to assess and analyse things in life. And, um, you know, maybe I should tell you how I started hairdressing. That would... yeah lend itself very easily to all the sure. questions that I know you want to ask me. Yeah. Uh, so Sunday afternoons were dedicated to two things. Uh, I was born into a Rastafarian faith, uh, so locks and braids was everything that I was exploring as a child. And uh, I would call my mum doing my hair, and it was torture. Uh, and I'm telling you the polite version. Um, <laughs> and really just didn't enjoy the, the pain that I was uh, enjoying with the scalp, the comb, the pulling. And to, to, to get to the end result and look in the mirror and realise it wasn't actually that neat mm-hmm. uh, really, really upset me. So I told my mum I was going to do it myself. And she's like, fine, go and do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm eight years old. I'm going to take the world over. I'm going to show you I'm better than you. Uh, and start to teach myself how to braid by uh, twisting and knotting the fringing on the rug carpet. So I started to just interlock and start to twist, two-strand twisting. Um, and then I upgraded to the mop head in the kitchen, the, the, the uh, cotton, you know, the string and mop head. Yeah. I used to unravel each and every one of them, and, you know, it would go into multiples. Yes. And then I would stand there all night, braiding them all back, separate one by one. Uh, I think it mopped the floor better, but, uh, you know, that's always <laughs> a choice of each individual person. But uh, And then I definitely upgraded where my grandma's house used to have those tassels that used to hang in the door frame. Ugh. They used to be the plastic beads, yes. or they will be colourful or plastic stripes uh, she used to come home and it'd just be braided or it'd be twisted to the side <laughs> and she would be cussing in her power Jamaican language um, and then that was really the birth of me exploring what texture was and how I could interlock I then moved on to working on my brother's hair the girls next door started doing carnival hair uh, I had a doll that I stole from a toy shop I popped the head off left the body because I didn't need that uh, <laughs> took the hair home the head home and hid it underneath my bed uh, and for the best part of my younger school life it was my best friend I would come home and try to uh, uh, emulate the styles that I was seeing on other family members or girls in the playgrounds that yeah. had textured hair uh, okay. this doll was blue eyes with long blue hair and I called her Shaniqua so just the contrast of where I'm from right. and then with what I was presented with but I still tried to figure something out Yeah. so there was never a problem and I think as a child being self-taught you figure it out uh, if something doesn't present itself well for you you'll find a solution Right. and that's how I got into the game 
Do you still have Shaniqua? I actually don't. I don't know what happened to her. <laughs> I think she's, like, in a better place. Uh, I think... Uh, do you know what? I think I cut her hair off at one point. <laughs> so you, you got rid of her body. <laughs> yeah, I got rid of her. I just dismantled her. Bless her. She is in a better place. We had some thoroughly fantastic times with the creating hairstyles. And I think eventually there was no hair left because I kept cutting it shorter, styling uh, it, cutting it shorter, styling it. Uh, and before you know it, uh, there was no hair R.I.P. Yes. To Shaniqua. That doesn't happen to all my clients that the hair grows. <laughs> Just putting that out there. That I am absolutely, I'm sure, I'm sure of that. Okay, so if we take it back to the salon and we talk about professionals and stylists, what is your tip for those salons and stylists that have no clue about texture and they kind of just kind of go, ooh, I don't know how to work with that. It's not my thing. What would you say to them? Um... I don't know exactly what I would say to them, but what I would say in general is one of the... I remember when I was about 17 years old uh, and I was working in Covent Garden in London for a well-known hairdresser. Uh, His name was Desmond Murray. And I remember people walking in the shop and granted the fact that he's a black man, uh, people just assumed that he did Afro hair. Uh, he actually had a lot of European clients come mm-hmm. in, so therefore you'd have people come, and there were a lot of European stylists in the salon as well. So I often heard, oh, can you do this hair texture? Can you do this hair type? Mm. And I just knew that I never wanted anyone to walk through those doors and not being able to be serviced. So it was my mission as a hairdresser to make sure that anyone that walked in that door, I could do their hair. And if I haven't, I'm going to challenge myself there and then on the spot, you know? Obviously, you don't tell them it's the first time. So my message to anyone would be to take that opportunity uh, and challenge yourself and be open with the client and say, you know, I've not done this before, but I I can blow dry. So I'm sure I just have to manipulate the techniques a little bit to benefit your texture. Uh, I really want to find all great things out about your hair. Let's have that conversation. Because I think one of the things that is lacking on the professional side as well as the consumer side is confidence. Yeah. Um, So if you haven't been exposed and been taught that it's okay, you're going to sit behind the fear. Mm -hmm. And that's a very common trait within humans. What is texture to you? Uh, I love texture. Almost everything I do and have is texture. Uh, but I mean, te- the hair itself, what, what, what would you describe as textured hair? Um, it's all hair types. Um, de- the word texture by definition, the word hair by definition is a texture, whether it's straight, wavy, kinky or coily, it's a texture. Um, so hair in its entirety is texture. And that, I, I ask that because it goes back to the previous question. If you are a professional mm. in hair and you're turning away clients that have got textured hair, you're turning away, you know, a huge opportunity. Of course. Because everyone has got some kind of textured hair. So. Yeah, it's often from the professional stance. I mean, I can only speak for you from my personal observation and experience. Uh, it's confidence. Uh, it's bad techniques. Um, and in, 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 in colleges, they don't teach it. Um, you have to go to uh, an after-school class or an evening class or take extra classes. I'm like, excuse me, like, 
why do I have to be doing something in my spare time when I'm right. in my time that I'm paying to learn about hair? I'm only learning about a specific texture of hair. When I know when I leave the doors of this building, I encounter 15 different textures. So, so help me understand how this has been able to be serviced for so long. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's not normal, and the system is rigged in a way to supply a specific consumer um, and validate them as the highest while the other ones are suppressed. And how, what has social media done for you? Like, is it has it been helpful for you in the work that you do? Um, hundred uh, percent. I love social media. Uh, thank God for Instagram. I know. Uh, I really couldn't work well on Twitter because it was writing. I'm dyslexic, so it just didn't help, and it was annoying that I had to shorten it down. I mean, it's I was like, oh. Whew, I have a moment. <laughs> uh, Facebook was really cool, but it was also really family orientated. Um and became too personal for me. But I like the home feel of that. I think it's definitely connected the world in a way that no one ever anticipated. But Instagram really brought the two together for me. Um, Spoke a million words in one image, and that's what I do. Uh, I can see an image, and it can take my brain in a million different directions. Uh, Leave a little comment and like and share. It's done. Mm -hmm. So social media has definitely put hair conversations on the map. Uh, I definitely think it's helped to talk about more on the kinky, curlier types, um, more so than ever before. Uh, I think people are now seeing the impact of one like-for-like sharing their experiences. And for that reason, uh, we're seeing beautiful conversations come out of it and more people sharing their hair, uh, no matter where they come from, no matter how old they are. Uh, people are now having that open dialect, and I think it's wonderful to be a part of that conversation. Okay, so what I see of you on social is this firework. <laughs> is this firework that just erupts like literally twenty million times a day? Really? Yeah, I don't believe for a moment that you're always. Are you always like that? Like, when when you feel less than, how? What motivates you to just show up one hundred and ten percent? Um. You know, I, I constantly have to remind myself that I'm doing something that I love. I don't have to think about what I do. I just do what I do. Um, I have a tattoo on my arm, which you see here, uh, which says, history is a movement, I am relevant. So I'm often reminding myself, no matter who you are or where you come from, you are part of history and you're relevant. So mm. embrace the moment when you're existing. What does success mean to you? Success, um, it's a good word. Um, It's also a good question. I also feel if you ask me that question in 10 years, five years from now, it will probably change. But at this moment, um, my recollection of the word success is being happy with what you are doing in, in that moment. So presence. You know, just being, just existing in in, in your truth um, it is a self-success. And given that context, do you feel successful right now? Uh, I, 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 um, I feel like I'm learning to live in my truth. Uh, and therefore, I feel, I feel successful that I'm able to recognize that. All right, so talk us about, talk us through your highest moment or highest um, 
Yeah, your highest moment in your career so far. What's that been? Uh, it is so many. I mean... Pick uh, one. You can't pick one. Oh, because oh they no. all speak to different reasons. Can you do a top three? I can do a top three. Okay, we can do that. Okay. Um, so, given the nature of what it is you're doing, which I think is wonderful... Thank you. Um, I often get told not to speak to this one because it's not that relevant. Uh, but it's something that I'm very, very, very proud of. And most okay. people wouldn't know this, uh, is that I am an inventor. Uh, I invented something and it's been patent. Uh, and I spent Yay. several years designing it. Um, and without getting too deep and emotional, uh, coming from very, very, very little... Um, and having dyslexia, I'm a naturally gingerhead red guy. Uh, I, I'm gay. I dress in a certain way, so I've been told. Um, all these things that society throws at you that says, if you want to be someone, these are the things you shouldn't be. I was mm. everything and more. Um, and then to be in a position now where I am legally registered as an inventor who I... You know, we look at inventors as being these incredible, intelligent, whiz, female or males, and I'm now one of those. Um, and I got turned away by a lot of people in the process of designing what I was designing. Um, and my ex-partner at the time was one of those who didn't believe in what I was doing. Uh, and when the papers finally came in through my lawyers and stuff, I, he was the first person I called to thank. And I said, thank you for not believing in me because it helped me to believe in me more. Mm. Um, so that's just something I'm really proud of. Uh, and it's actually going to help all women with textured curly hair once I release it. So that's really cool. Awesome. Uh, the other thing is... Um, I'm sorry, so that's something to come that's about... Oh, I thought you were already talking about the existing collection, but there's, there's something coming. Yeah, this was something I made a while back, even before okay. I was doing the hair care line. You can't tell me anything. I, I can tell. You can't even no. tell me if it's a tool. Or but I'm just a... speaking to it. Um, okay. And I can speak to it more okay. after okay. because you actually, how you presented yourself today is actually some of the stuff that I've done. So we can talk about that. Yay, I'm excited. We'll, we'll uh, take that offline. And then the others, you know, there's so many. I think one that we can definitely speak to right now was uh, working with Serena Williams for the front cover of Vanity Fair. Uh, can I, mean, I just say, that was... <laughs> I can't believe I almost forgot about that. Awesome. I, I'm just... Uh, that is this month's issue, isn't it? It's out right now. Yeah. It's out right now. You Guys, can still see it. Guys, if you haven't it. seen it, okay, it's all over socials. If you haven't seen it, quite frankly, you're living under a rock. <laughs> Make sure you have your copy. It is incredible. I- yeah. Iconic. Yeah, I, I mean, breathtaking, iconic, sensational, empowering. Um, all these things you look at, um, but you want to find in the media when you're looking for strength. Um, Serena Williams really embodies that. So just to play an ounce of a role in showcasing that, uh, I'm still... I, I can't put it into words. I, I, I know I was calling my agent every day going, is this really... Am, am I sick? Because you get options, one, two, three, four. Yeah. And I'd always was the first option. And I was like, are you sure I'm the first option? And no one's like, can I call... You know, I was... My agent was like, can you stop calling me and doubting yourself you've got the job it's signed off just get your stuff together and make sure you're there um and i think that's just a little old me you know in the council state in north england uh, wanting something big from this firework and not recognizing 
how bright this firework was going to be. I'm still living, I'm still imagining that. Mm. Um, so, Serena Williams is definitely, uh, that's going to live around forever. Uh, there's one shot in there where her hair is all natural and uh, I've done like a really vertical flat twist roll into her hair and she was in awe with that hairstyle and that was what was so gratifying for me to be as a part of that experience and then you know gone to another uh, legend in the making uh, is Lupita's hair um, we've done several looks with her that's really spoken what's been your favourite? Uh, I mean do you know what it's funny actually there's some of them that would be my favourite that you wouldn't even know because I'm okay. constantly doing her hair at home uh, we've become BBF so or BFF you call them <laughs> uh, and I just love that she trusts me you know it, yeah. it's a big thing to have and we've created many influential moments um, one on the Met Ball carpet was a one that people are still talking about today actually <laughs> Uh, because the conception of what beauty is uh, really provoked people to challenge I really provoked well we really provoked people to challenge what that was on that night of the Met Gala 2016 Um, so that was a really big proud moment for me in my career definitely okay so those are your top three now what's your number one what would you say has been the most challenging point in your career so far It's so funny. I think I'm faced with challenges every day. I just mm-hmm. don't allow them to be a challenge. I just look at it as an obstacle that I've got to jump over. Yeah. And I'm quite a high jumper. Yeah, I mean, you're a firework. You fly. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, there's challenges every day, just how you measure that challenge. Right. Um, and I could speak to that in so many ways, but it, it, it's a challenge is a challenge, isn't it? It's just uh, another uh, way to get navigate. from point A to point B. Exactly. So okay. I'm faced with challenges all the time. Okay. Um, in, 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 I, here you go. Uh, it's a saying that I uh, live by, actually, um, which was from um, Lisa from Sister Sister, uh, when... Uh, <laughs> Uh, when Tamara was in trouble and Tia the brighter sister was doing well in school and she Tia said Lisa said which was the mother to Tamara you don't lose by staying you don't lose by falling down you lose by staying down Mm -hmm. that's strong that's true I almost choke up because I remember as a little kid watching Nickelodeon and that stuck with me my whole life yeah I bet okay yeah Yeah, it's, it's, it's how you get up isn't it okay you talked about Lupita earlier on. You touched on her. How did you? How did you? How did that partnership come together? Because it seems like you guys are really close. Yeah, I'm very close with Lupita. I'm very close with her family. I'm, um, we share the same mission, which is to leave the world in a better place than what we came into, using our platforms to leverage uh, our true strengths through what we do and what we look like, and show the versatility within that while still doing what we do at the highest, you know. Uh, we met through mutual friends. Okay, that's it. And the rest is history. All right. I think I might know what the answer to this one is, but I'm <laughs> going to ask you anyway. If you could turn back the hands of time, oh, yeah. okay, and if you can wipe the slate clean, start over, what is the one thing that you would change? You think you know the answer to that? I, I I'm know. so intrigued to hear what your answer, your response is. I'll tell is. you after I hear No, let me hear what you're going to say no, first. No, 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 I can't answer the question for you. It's not how it works. No, because I'm, I don't have one. So 
I mean, you don't have an answer. No, I, I don't. You know, it's that it's that cliche. Oh well, you know, it's made me what I am today. But it's not for me. It's not about that. I I, I really need to think. But I'm intrigued to hear what you have to say. <laughs> Please do well, share. Well, for me, if I could, I think that you're the kind of person, quite correctly, would probably go down the road of saying, you know, everything has made me who I am. Right to this to this particular moment in time. Yeah. If I had changed something, this is me being Vernon, guys. <laughs> if I had changed something, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now. Yeah. So I don't think I want to. So yeah. That's me putting words in your mouth, and I did not want to do that. But you no, 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 no. Um, that's the answer I didn't want to say. Okay. But it's the one that speaks to me because that's that's the reality of the situation. But I think. Um, if I could look, what if I could look back and speak to the younger me, or if I could change something? If you could change anything, um, so we'll come back to the younger me. But if you could change anything, yeah. So it's funny because I don't often, and I don't think I've used the word change in when I've spoken today. I don't use the word change. Um, it was something I've been quite <clears throat> pointy about. Um, because I feel it almost has quite negative connotations to it. So I've always said a comedian, a comedian, the way you can adapt. Okay. Uh, um, so I'm always and forever adapting, um, which allows me to be present in any scenario that I'm in. Um, so there isn't anything I would change. Um, Because I'm grateful for the mistakes that I've made. And as long as you're willing to acknowledge that, then it's a wonderful thing. That's a great answer. Yeah. Does it make sense? It does. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would Vernon now say to 12-year-old Vernon, if you could? Um... Knowing what I know now. Knowing exactly what you know now. Um, it's okay that you can't read. Um, your passion for hair will lead the way for you. Yeah, and that's without me trying to tear up, but yeah. That's, yeah, that's emotional. Yeah, I used to be bullied in school a lot um, from teachers and people because what I now know is dyslexia. Um, people, I always got, I was ostracised a lot and I got put into lower classes because I was deemed to be stupid and irritant. Um, but had someone just paid a little bit more attention to the fact that I'm, 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 I am good at mathematics, I am good at English, um, I would have probably gone through school feeling a lot more confident about myself. Um, but it's also not the teacher's fault. So I would have just said, hang in tight. Um, and your moment will shine once you leave that school when you're 16 years old. They could all look at you now. And I'm sure they, they all do. are looking at me now, which is quite are. interesting. I know a lot of people that I knew graduated with very high marks uh, that are in positions that I didn't even know was doable with, with such high grades in a way that, oh, is that what you're doing now? But, you know, it's personal. I, 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 I'm not here to cast a judgment on anyone's choices that they've made 
Um, but I recognise the choice. I recognise the choices that were made for me on the choices that were made <clears throat> about me for me when I was younger because of who I was at that point. Mm. Um, had I had not been disciplined through teaching myself how to do hair, for having the patience to stand for twenty hours and locking and twisting and braiding, mm. and knowing that I have the patience, I could have easily been not sitting here talking with you today. Well, I know that they're all looking at you and they're like, oh my gosh, that's Vernon. And I'm just going to say to you right now that it's very hard for people not to see a firework. So they're definitely going to see you fly. This firework theme is really... I know, I know. I, I like how you're running with it. It's actually <laughs> really it's good. Strong. I'm kind of like annoyed with myself that I hadn't mentioned it earlier because, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you just have to be in a space to... Uh, I'm in a chilled space right now. I've been filming all day today, so I'm quite zoned out right now. So I'm thinking more. Okay. Uh, I'm not. I'm not in a rush to answer the questions. You know what I mean. And that's how I like it. So I'm just like, and I'm, yeah. I just, and as you get older, you think about your past more, and how got. Oh my God, that's why I do that. That's why I do that. One add one now makes two with a little bit of you know, yeah. and that's what you go. That's you know. Totally. All right. So when all is said and done. Tell me about the legacy you want to leave in this world. I mean, for me, it's very simple. I want to leave the world in a better place than when I came into it. Um, I want the young kids to grow up in an environment where they can walk into a store and know that Vernon Francois, the brand, will speak to their whole entire family, whether it's interracially mixed or African or Ethiopian, Chinese, uh, European, and know they can find a product that really will help them be their best them. Um, my goal is to leave this brand in a space that speaks to everyone. So about a few months ago, I heard about a stylist who recently divorced a client, okay? <laughs> I would love to know, has this ever happened to you? I know, I saw this question and I thought, wow, that's quite a fabulous question. And first of all, who was that? Oh, somebody that I will not disclose because I'm keeping that confidential. I would love now. to learn who that was. Um, <laughs> divorce a client. You know, I think um, no relationship is forever, regardless of what the relationship is. Uh, and that's something I'm always quite transparent about with myself. Um, and I've had some clients that I no longer do uh, for good reasons uh, because their hair got to the, the point where they wanted it to uh, and it was a bittersweet moment because they come to me with hair issues I deal with it and they're like oh my hair is good so I see you less so I don't really need to see you anymore and you go well then my job is done you know um, I wouldn't use the word divorce I think uh, we parted ways and uh, for the better, their hair was really cool in a good position, you know? So uh, I can't off, off my head know that I've divorced anyone. That's, I mean, that's such a <laughs> fabulous, aggressive way, word to use. But uh, for me, I, I definitely know I, I, I've left clients in a better position with their hair than when they came. Right. And you, as an artist, you just got to know when to stop. That's very that's The a very hardest good point. thing is knowing when to go, actually... You don't really need me to do your hair today. It's actually yeah. really well. I don't really need to cut it, so I just blow dry it. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. 
Right, so the Vernon Francois collection, super uh, excited. You must be super excited about it. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, I created this collection in direct response to uh, my clients, uh, to what I was hearing outside of the salon as well as in the salon. And I wanted to um, bring some innovation to application techniques. Uh, I was constantly faced with um, someone telling me a product didn't work. And knowing for what I knew it worked because I would use it, had to really think a little bit deeper as to why do you believe it doesn't work? Um, help me understand what process are you going through that I'm not going through for you not to get the results that I know you could get. Right. Uh, and realizing that application was a big part of that. Uh, something that I think has been is a huge oversight for all the other brands that are out there. Um, and really wanted to figure out how, if the woman with textured hair used this, how would she get the best out of it? And what would be the most effective way to get the result that they believe they should be having? Uh, so that was a lot of the innovation that went through the product yeah. development stage. Um, when you touch the products, they've got a bit more grip on them. Uh, the information on the back of it really speaks in a very simplistic, easy yeah. language. Uh, given that I'm dyslexic, I ain't got time to be standing there figuring out <laughs> Googling words. Uh, I love the fact that I created iconography, which really helps men and women and young kids to identify what their true texture is. Yeah. It was something that was very clear to me. I don't think there's any clear hair chart that speaks to the whole community uh, with clarity. Um, it's not difficult. There are five textures that exist and then you work within the spectrum of that, and everyone's density and porosity is different due to their DNA um, and their lifestyle uh, and their health. So to be so specific, it just doesn't make sense for me. Okay. Uh, you learn about what your texture is, and then you go on your own journey to find out what products would work best for you due to your specific needs. Um, and that's why I created the collection, and uh, I wanted to create a product that wasn't sticky i think uh the african consumer the african-american the british black european american i myself as a black caribbean boy were we've, we've been told that our products need to be heavy sticky uh laced with oil um and i knew that wasn't the case uh, and i found it very difficult to find to find something that wasn't like that you know so I was constantly making my own remedies in the salon, mixing three different products together just to get something. Um, and I was tired of doing that. So I wanted just to create something that spoke to the masses and the brand was birthed and now we're here. And it looks great, by the way. Thank Everything you. Everything I've seen looks gorgeous. I actually have the pure throw myself. I know. I know. I work on Mazzani. <laughs> it's important for us to see what's out there. And no. um, Hey, look, we've got to support each other. Yeah. There's enough room for everyone. There is. Um, there's no need to be throwing shade. I think uh, what we don't do well as a community is work together. Agreed. So, a thousand percent. Agreed. I, I, there's no shade for me. And... Um, we learn from each other um, and it's healthy to have uh, I wouldn't deem it as competition but it's healthy to have other people playing in or try to play in the same lane yeah. that you're in Agreed. Um, and for me it's not what you do it's how you do it love it you sign off every question with like a point 
hey, look, I, like I, it. I, I it's just who I am. I'm You've been just... doing this like a lot more recently, haven't you? A lot of these like interviews and no, I've no? been doing interviews for a long time, but I'm I. You know, I people used to say I was like a philosopher, which I'm not. I just it's just who I am, you know, and I round it off. You do round it off. I like it. For all those texture expert stylists that are out there doing their thing, what advice would you give them? Be bold. Be daring. Um, I'd like to give you an example. Please. Uh, there's a guy that I now have in his, as an assistant. Uh, his name's Corey. He's in DC. And he travels anywhere I need him to be. Uh, and I chose to bring him with me because he reached out to me and I thought it was quite a ballsy move uh, I looked at some of his work he seemed to have had quite good technique um, but he was hungry mm. and I, I, I don't see a lot of that out there anymore he just wanted to know and be a part of everything of what I was exploring and still am exploring and uh he actually was uh, paid a huge role in the Vanity Fair cover. He helped build uh, some of the prep in the hair for that. And uh, he's also been a part of the Met Ball. He's also been a part of some of the other stuff I've been doing where he's just flabbergasted by. And I'm just like, hey, look, this is, I had to hustle for years to get to here. I've just brought you into this world, but know that I believe that you have the passion and the patience and discipline to want to be better than me. And therefore, I'm bringing you on with me. Right. I don't want to work with anyone that wants to be good or wants to be like me. I'm not interested in that. I want to work with someone that wants to be better than me. Um, and just ju- just be honest with yourself. If you don't know, ask the question. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, I'm putting Corey out there like this. Uh, Hi, Corey. He, he um he asked. I asked him to get something. Um, and he came back and said, "Oh, they don't have it." And I was like, "Okay, cool. So, what are the other options?" He was like, sorry? And I was like, well, what are the other options? And he's like, oh, I didn't. I said, well, before you finish that, can you think, before you finish your response, can you think about what you're saying to me? And within the next two hours, I would like to see option A, B, C, D, E, and F, and G. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. And he came back, and he had a handful of options, and they were all better than the first one. And he, wow. he actually said to me, thank you for pushing me. You made me realize that. Why am I getting so emotional? He's like, you made me realize that I can actually be better than what I didn't think I was, and that's what you want to work with. You want to work with someone that has the ability to see their true strength, yeah. But also want to be in a space where people can be transparent with them. Yeah, totally. So just be bold, be daring, allow yourself to be around someone that you can learn from. Right. And go where you're loved. Go where you're loved. Yeah, he's assisted quite a lot of people before, um, but he keeps coming back to me. Uh, and I was like, well, I ain't doing all these, like, you know, blowouts with tongue in and all that stuff. And he goes, I know, that's why I want to be with you. And I was like, okay, you know, well, that's good. Because hair isn't just about a cute blowout and right. a tongue and gluing down away, you know. It's more than There's that. There's technique in washing yeah. hair. Uh, so that's what we've been working with. So just, you know, be bold. Be tenacious, just get involved. Uh, almost be abrupt in some way. Because okay. if someone, if you're hitting up the right people, they will know you want to be with them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. 
So that was 40 Minutes with Vernon Francois, such a dynamic and creative individual. He is now officially TL approved, Texture Lounge approved. And if you want to know more about him and his work, visit him on Instagram at Vernon Francois, F-R-A-N-C-O-I-S. And you'll get to see more of his creativity there on that page. So until the next episode, guys, I will do my hardest to make sure I don't leave it too long before the next one. But a big thank you to those who have reached out to me to encourage me and to thank me for the content I'm putting out. Please do leave reviews on thetexturelounge.com, on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your your podcast from. Um, I truly appreciate it. I know I got to do better. I know I need to put more out there. I'm working on it. Stay tuned.